Hi, I'm Joel Puelski. And I'm Ethan Puelski. And this is the, the Anita, Anita Puelski Podcast. Anita Puelski. A podcast. Hello, everyone. Howdy. Well, welcome back to the third podcast. Yeehaw. This one is... It's her birthday, her right? Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Anita Puelski. Woo! I've, I've probably been back in Paris for a couple of days now. Okay. Yeah. And we're recording this while you're still here. Isn't it obviously. crazy? Look, I am touching you all the way from Paris. You physically touched me from Paris. But I'm of. in Paris right now. I'm in the future when I'm listening to this. I have trouble wrapping my head around that. That's pretty weird. You. It, it, this comes out when I'm in Paris. And you just touched me. I just so touched you from you Paris. Just touched me from Paris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Sure. But who knows? At this rate, they just actually announced yeah, that Paris is going to get a curfew somewhere between here and Paris. What do you mean? Uh, you think I'm going to be uh, on a boat in the middle of the ocean? Uh, just because 2021 is not 2020 doesn't mean it's going to be better. Yeah, that's, that's my whole theory. Well, Paris, France just announced. I think if I read something right, that they're doing another um, curfew. So that's great so i don't know but i'm supposed to be going back to work soon at disney but they're still doing curfew some <clears throat> but we did actually we were open for a little while with curfew um okay you want to get right into it so this Let's is the go. third podcast and so we're starting with the monthly facts so this is the third podcast and the second time that we're not doing a month at all during the monthly facts okay so that's great so even though this is the monthly segment <laughs> no month Yes, but that's because the first podcast was the Christmas, and the second one was the birthday, and those are the only two special episodes we're doing. So, it is what it is. Um, So, let's crank them out. So, did you know that more people celebrate their birthdays in August than any other month? About one in, about one in ten people celebrate their birthdays in August. One in ten people celebrate their birthdays in August? Well, it says August. 9%, so I said about. Does that mean that's when their actual birthdays are, or you just mean that's when they choose to celebrate them? I think that's when their actual birthdays are. Huh. I don't think January birthdays are like, I'm going to celebrate in August just because it's a better month. No, well, I think I it how, That's the way it you does, phrase it. Does it. That's what I thought people you celebrate the birthdays, but celebrate I think it just birthdays. means that they're birthdays. Oh, we forgot. I forgot that to my disclaimer like that most of this information is from Wikipedia, <laughs> so I don't really know what I'm saying, so it's probably wrong. Maybe we should just have a segment that's like the disclaimer, and then... I just did it. You just did it. We might that need was to it. extend it, then. How do you want me to extend it? I said it. I don't know. Most of <laughs> this information I, I don't know. is from you give that to Wikipedia. You give that W-I-K-I. to a lawyer. I don't know how to spell it. You give that to a lawyer and he'll make it at least ten pages longer. Well, great. Good thing we don't have a lawyer here. The other two months that rate high for birthdays are July and September, which are what is before and after. So So yeah, anyway, we'll let you do ma- the math on when that means babies are commonly conceived. Around the new year, I think. Or like Christmas time, yeah. Okay, close to 2 billion birthday cards are sent each year in the U.S. alone, accounting for nearly 58% of all cards sent. Which, like, makes it sound cool, but I think that just means, like, it's more of an American tradition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 58%. You don't know what I said, do you? No, I didn't. I was watching this. <laughs> I was watching the podcast. We're, you're really quiet for some reason. Okay. That. I'll try to stick at this level. The world's largest birthday cake was created in 1989 okay. for the 100th birthday. 
hilarious. Of the city. I don't know how else to do it. The world's largest birthday cake was created in 1989 for the 100th birthday of the city of Fort Payne, Alabama. And the cake weighed 128,000 pounds. Oh, my word. And eight ounces. How did it not collapse in (laughs) on itself at that weight? They used 16,000 pounds of icing. My word. How did they support that? Maybe it was really long. Oh, maybe. That's an interesting theory. I don't know. So biggest could just mean (laughs) square footage. (laughs) World's largest. But I would think that it would be by what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it can be one cake, but still be supported with things. Yeah, true. Um, well, this one's kind of a well-known fact, but the most famous rendition of Happy Birthday is when Marilyn Monroe sang Happy Birthday to Mr. P- Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to President JFK at Madison Square Garden, before Madison was a name, a common household name, on the 19th of May, 1962. We're getting through these. I'm just saying the facts. you got to be the comedy here. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Say something funny. Absolutely interesting. Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, you're funny, Ethan. The song <laughs> Good Morning to You was written by Mildred Hill and Dr. Patty Hill in 1893 for kindergarten schools. Patty Hill later changed the lyrics to Happy Birthday after it gained popularity. This says it's still copyrighted, but I don't think it is anymore. Well, so interesting fact. So orig- is that the people that copywrote it? Yeah, we guess the, so. The Hills. I, that sounds familiar. So they... Their original copyright stood for many years, and people considered that to be the copyright on Happy Birthday. But then an earlier copy, or a very similar song anyway, was found and and legally determined that that copyright by them was derivative of previous work and therefore not copyrightable. Oh, So then it fell into the public domain. So now you can sing Happy Birthday without having to pay them the royalties of their... Huh. unacceptable copyright. How interesting. I bet someone spent a lot of money. I actually think... I feel like I read that somewhere, but I don't think it ended up on this list. Um, Okay. Paul McCartney's birth certificate was auctioned in March 1997 for $84,000. Who's Paul McCartney? I believe he's a singer. Oh, okay. Like, the, is that the Beatles <laughs> singer? Oh, is he? <laughs> oh, I'm going to feel bad if it is. Paul McCartney. That does not look like the Beatles. No. There's a McCartney in the Beatles, though, right? John Lennon? Lennon? John no, Lennon. Ma- um, Sweet Brown Snail. Look, I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but... Hmm. Paul McCartney. He's one of the Beatles. So I don't know who you have pulled up there on Wikipedia. But he was one of the Beatles. Paul Paul McCarthy. But what did you have? That's what I had. <laughs> oh, you've searched somebody else. Yeah. That just... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got this cute little statue of a sweet brown snail, whoever he is. But he's famous, too. So, okay, I'm confused. So, the Beatles is Paul McCartney. And you searched Paul McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, look, I it see. says... For other people named Paul McCarthy, see Paul McCarthy Disambiguation. Not to be confused, confused with, with Paul, Paul McCartney. Who is, who is the Beatles who is singer? Who we're talking about here. I see. Liverpool, Lancashire. 
Lancashire. Well, now I want to know more about Paul McCarthy and why he. Well, he's got a sweet brown snail. Did you see it? It was cute. It was sweet. It was sweet and brown. Well, it wasn't really that brown though. It's really more copper. And it's in Munich. So he's a he's some kind of sculptor. No performance art sculpture. Oh, sailors meet. Oh. Oh. Well, if you want to see some fancy public art, uh, look up Paul McCarthy. On but the web. his birth certificate is not worth much. It's not worth as much it's as really Paul McCarthy. It's really not. So don't go trying to sell his birth certificate if you have it. Unless oh. you're planning to sell oh. some really... Um, don't look up Paul McCarthy's Sailor's Meat. I don't think we found the sculpture, but we found some other things not to be searched for. So let's just move on. And this is why you turn on safe search when you're trying to look up things for the podcast. But it is sound only, so... So your eyes were not ruined by what we've searched. All right. So in the 19th and early 20th centuries, a popular 21st birthday present was to have all your teeth removed. A common birthday present was to remove all your teeth. And replace with a set of dentures. Well, that still sounds awful. I don't think so. My friend got that for her 21st birthday. She did? Well, not dentures, but she got, um, what are they called? False teeth? Yeah. But there's, uh, uh, what's the word? It's like, um... Braces? No, false teeth, like, but... You're making the kissy motion with your face, and I have no idea what you're talking about. False Botox? teeth? I don't know. They're really nice. They're called... <laughs> I don't think that's what they're called. Alright, while Joel silently goes crazy trying to remember what his teeth are called, okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read the next item. No, hold on. I have to look it up now. What are fake teeth called? Okay. This has become the Googled podcast where everything we look up Dentures. then has to be Googled. Mm. Dentures. But she called them... <gasps> Dentures. Fake teeth. Know. Okay. False teeth. The next thing... Um, the idea was it would prevent the expense of dental treatment later in life. The Sultan of Brunei hosted the world's most expensive birthday party to celebrate his 50th birthday on July 13th, 1996. That was just after your first birthday. The cost was a whopping $27 million. Three concerts featuring, featuring Michael Jackson cost 16... <laughs> Jackson, did I just say? Jackson. Michael Jackson cost $16 million of that total, $27 million. Wow. A lot of money. And Frank's world-famous diary was given to her as a present on her 13th birthday. Who was it again? I, for, I forget. Who Anne said. Frank? What? Was given to who? <laughs> Anne Frank. Oh, you mean Anne Frank's diary was the, given the to her. The diary was, yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> on her 13th birthday. I was like, birthday. who did you give it to? Um, Anne Frank received her famous diary. Yes. On, on her, her 13th birthday. birthday as a I see. Um, William Shakespeare died on his 52nd birthday. Oh, that's too bad. Um... A recent survey suggests that more people are born on October 5th in the United States than on any other day. Um, because concep- And conception would have fallen on New Year's Eve. Uh, on what day? New Year's Eve. No, oh, no. October 5th. I thought you said August had the most birthdays. It did, but October 5th has the most than any other day. August is the most popular month. October oh, is the most popular day. You would think they'd be the same. You'd think they'd be within the same month. They're not. I don't so know what to one tell day, you. So, so on average, August has more birthdays. Mm-hmm. But if you look for one specific day, 
okay, so tell me again when when Conception fell. Why is that? New Year's Eve, which I think uh, is funny. So that's like that's to me. I guess people have to stay up late, but like to me, it seems like New Year's Eve, everyone goes somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, maybe that's maybe they're going somewhere and getting busy. Oh my word! No, they're going to a party. What yeah. did we do? We just had New Year's Eve, and we stayed here, and we painted each other. <laughs> we, okay, we didn't paint each other's bodies. We well, painted no, the likeness of each that. other. I just want to clarify for the audience. We uh, did this. It was fun. We made little portraits of each other. We drew our, each other's names out of a hat. I had mom. Um, She did not look great on the portrait, <laughs> but it was a good time. Okay, Okay, this is dumb. But when your age and birthday are the same, do you know what that's called? A golden birthday. Golden birthday. So if you that. were born the 22nd of the month, your golden birthday is when you turn 22. Wow. And then it says, again, the most common birthday date is the 5th of October. So I don't know why that was in there twice, but it was. From the same article, it had it on twice. So so obviously, we're this is a really good article to get information from because it's <laughs> always right. Damn. The least common birthday... In the U.S. is May 22nd. May 22nd. Not cutting leap years. Interesting. Cards that play a song when you open them use more computing power than when... than was used to send the man to the moon. Hmm. That's... that's interesting. I suppose it's probably <laughs> You true. wouldn't say that's not true, don't you? I... <clears throat> it probably means, like, there's some new technologies that wasn't around. I'm sure... Then. I'm sure a card could use that much computational power, but... If you, I bet you could create a card that used far less computational yeah, power. Yeah, but it's maybe not what most people, sure, what is most used. And our last fact about birthdays is that Shirley Temple received a hundred and thirty-five thousand presents for her eighth birthday. Thousand, which like surely she could not have even opened all of those. Well, so did she have to hire people just to open her presents? Yeah. probably sell them I suppose and then so. send her the money. You think they sold them? What else are you gonna do? What are you? What else would you do with? I guess so, okay, so. so you are given one hundred and thirty-five thousand presents. How do you organize that situation? Well, you at least want to see them once. I would. She probably gave them away. So you literally have. So what? I don't think you would sell them. I think giving them away is a little different. So one person every minute comes by and shows you the presents. Especially because there's going to be a lot of repeats. You know what I mean? So I, I would probably do like I would have one of each thing. Here's what I would do. I would have them take a picture with one of each thing. So if she got, let's say, a Raggedy Ann doll. Okay. Okay. So she takes a picture with this one Raggedy Ann doll. And she said, I was so blessed. And then, like, in quotes, whatever. I was so blessed to get this on my birthday. But I got more than one. So I decided to donate them to the children of St. Jude's Hospital. And then you give the rest to St. Jude's Hospital. Okay. So... Who is this letter that you just wrote going to? The person the that news, turned it's in the in? newspaper. It's in the newspaper. Okay, but then you because do that then for all you look things? like a good person because she already had okay, enough money. But she money. didn't just get all raggedy and dolls. She got flowers and well, flowers um, you just put in one big room. She got flowers. There you yeah. go. Those are gonna go back. Flowers. She got other brands of dolls. I know, but she just... got Tinker Toys. She got. So you make one picture with the most common presents that you can. Okay. I got so many gifts. I can't possibly love them all enough for something like or that. Maybe one picture Thank with you five so much to everyone who gave them to me. I'm I want to spread my birthday love to other people. You know. And you donate the toys. And you donate the toys. You don't sell them because selling them makes you look cheap. And she had enough money already. 
So, now we move on to the years. So, 1977 to 1980. Do you remember those years, Ethan? I was not born. Nor were you. Wow, what do you know? Well, we've got some great albums that Anita likes that came out that year. We have the Holland Oates album, Beauty on a Backstreet. The Doobie Brothers album, Living on the Fault Line, which, hello, sounds dangerous. Yeah. Living on the Fault Line. That's right know. where, you know those missiles in Superman? That's right where those hit is on the fault line. And the rest of California sinks into the ground. Was that in 1977? Uh, let me look it up. Well, have you ever met the Doobie Brothers? No, because they were living on the fault line and Superman <laughs> messed it up for them. Well, and then the cult, the Carpenters came out with the album Passage the same year. So, like, was that the Passage that was created once the fault line was... Okay, now Amy Grant, this is the last Superman album movie year. came out in 1978. That's when that movie came out. So it was afterwards. So it's possible that this album was really popular and, and affected that. And I think I'm so into right now the idea of like how humans affect other humans. You know what I mean? So like maybe this guy, this one guy was sitting down there. He was writing a Superman movie, right? Sure. It's like doobie 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 doobie. It was and a then, huge hit. I mean, it was it had yeah. a cultural impact. And then his yeah. girlfriend walks into the room. She's like, "Hey, baby, I'm just gonna put this record on." And she puts it on. And there's probably some song called "The Fault Line" or something. Oh, so so and doobie like, brothers came out there. Fault line, okay. the fault line. You know what I mean? And then he's like, "That's it. Lex Luthor's gonna bomb the fault line." Movie. Then you and me watch it in the '90s. We talk about it on the podcast. Bing, bang, boom. Interesting. Inner human connection. All right, now, Amy Grant came out an album, and this this title is genius, really unique, really creative. It is called Amy Grant. Wow. Now, fun fact, Beyonce's album Beyonce was the first non-Christian album I ever listened to. Now, is that a total... I mean, it's our all owned, the- anyway, as on a full the- album. On this album... Are they all original songs, or are they? Is it like I a think re-release? it's more that? Well, I don't know because Beyonce was already really popular when she had that. I think a lot of singers just do an album with their name called their name. Oh, okay. I think maybe it's when you're already maybe you do it when you're already famous. But he- Dolly Parton's first, well, it was called Hello, I'm Dolly, but that was when Hello Dolly was popular. And they're all original songs, right? They're not like the greatest, not meant know. to be the greatest hits. Oh yeah, it's not like a, yeah. I don't know if they wrote them or like sometimes. They're like new, yeah. It's not like a greatest hits, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some history. So, on January 20th, Jimmy Carter was sworn in as the 39th president of the United States. On February 28th, Queen Elizabeth II opened the Parliament of New Zealand. On March 11th, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh came out. On the May, movie, the book, or the... Uh, the movie, I think, in because movie. I put all the Disney movies in here, so uh, we would know. Movie, okay. Keep track when they're coming out. Um, May 17th, Elizabeth II commences her 1977 Silver Jubilee tour in Glasgow, Scotland. On May 25th, George Lucas's Star Wars opens in cinemas and becomes the highest grossing film of the year. Oh, of the time. Of its time. Which you could Which includes the year. <laughs> May 26th, George Willig climbs the South Tower of the World Trade Center. Oh, Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, mom, I think Mom watched something about it too. June 10th, the first Apple II series computers go on sale. Pretty cool. Um, the Rescuers comes out on June 22nd, 1977. On June 26th, 
Elvis Presley holds his last concert at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis. Now, I would not have thought that he was still giving concerts in 1977. I would have guessed he died in 64. I thought it was like 79. You're probably right. Obviously, you're right, because well, I guess I know, but I, 13 years year before... The year 79 stands out in my head. Well, Elvis Presley Jr. was either born or not born on the same day as mom, so we'll never know. Um, August 16th, Elvis... Oh, here, he, he died on in 77. 77. It's the next oh. one. Um, August 16th, Elvis Presley dies in his home in Graceland at age 42. 75,000 fans lined the streets of Memphis for his funeral, which occurred on August 18th. On October 26th, the last natural smallpox case is discovered in Somalia. Um, The CDC and WHO consider that the date of the anniversary of the eradication of smallpox. On December 16th, Mikhail Baryshnikov's 1976 production of Tchaikovsky's Ballet of the Nutcracker becomes this, comes to CBS a year after premiering on stage at the Kennedy Center, and it will become the most popular television production of the work. Saturday Night Fever is released in theaters and becomes the biggest dancing movie of all time, this says. <laughs> the movie launches the career of its star, John Travolta, and catapults the Bee Gees to newfound success. All right, so that's 1977. Anything stick out about that to you? Uh, well, Elvis, we've been talking about Elvis seems like quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Elvis is cool. I thought about trying to impersonate Elvis in college or in <laughs> high school, but mom was into that idea. But then, I don't know, I can't sing, so how would that have gone? <laughs> um, in 1978, Holland Oates. Okay, here we are, the albums for 1978. Holland Oates' album, Along the Red Ledge. I mean, they're just going down. They're going down a scary road. Oh, wait, this is a different person. First, last year, she liked someone who was on the fault line. Yeah. Now they're on the red ledge. What, what ledge is people? that? Is it about drugs? The Doobie Brothers was the fault line. This yeah, is but this who? is Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Sounds like a breakfast cereal. <laughs> you know what? I did have honey bunches of oats this morning, and I loved it. I had it with a little bit of Crave on top. You ever have Crave? Yeah. Ah, yummy. It was delicious. Honey Bunches of Crave. All right. The Doobie Brothers came out with an album, Minute by Minute. And then the Carpenters came out with Christmas Portrait. Very cool. January, February. That's what I have in my notes. What? In January, February. What are you talking about? That no one understands what you just said. Exactly. Neither do I. I don't know why I wrote like this. All right. (laughs) On February 15th, serial killer Ted Bundy is recaptured in Pensacola, Florida. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Are we tracking serial killers as part of this? You know, we are because on February 16th, the Hillside Strangler, a serial killer prowling Los Angeles, oh, claims a tenth and final victim. Oh, my. Did they ever catch him? Yeah. I think so. Probably. Maybe he's... Maybe this is me telling you that I am the Hellside Strangler. You weren't alive in 70. You don't know that? Yeah, I do because you No, you don't because you weren't alive. So how do you know that I wasn't alive? Because I saw you get born. Uh, Did you know? I was there at the hospital. Mm -hmm. The first computer bulletin board system is created in Chicago in February 16th. Uh, Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. I do not. So the first computer bulletin board system was built on a ancient old system called the altair 8080 uh 800 800 sorry 8800 uh anyway that has nothing to do with it but the first computer bulletin board was a way of 
using text and sort of the early version of the internet to communicate. So people would, a bulletin board, you would have some sort of topic and what, what we know now is a forum, right, on, online. So you would have some kind of topic and you would oh, post I see. Okay, discussions okay, okay. underneath that topic. That was, that's essentially mm. the, the but it grandfather was for work, of that mostly. is the bulletin board. No, it was not for work. It was for, oh. the original one was as a, for computer hobbyists. Oh, interesting. In oh, ouch. In February twenty first on February twenty first, electrical workers in Mexico City found the remains of the Great Pyramid of Tenochtitlan Tenochtitlan in the middle of the city. In the middle of the city. In the middle of the city. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? And then June sixteenth, Greece starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton John was released. Oh, that's the first one. In June, Garfield, which eventually became the world's most widely syndicated comic strip, make its debut. Now, there is something in the trivia about that, so I hope I didn't just mess that up. So, forget that you heard that. Um, okay, I guess I was in the serial killer kick this time, sorry. But, on June 29th, actor Bob Crane, the guy from Hogan's Heroes, yeah. was found bludgeoned to death in his apartment, and it was never solved. Mm-hmm. I, have you seen the pictures from that no, event? No, I don't think I want to. Horrible. I don't think I want to. They're very bloody, very gruesome. But, so a couple weeks later, WKRP premieres on CBS. WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> in Cincinnati, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, <laughs> I thought that was just saying where it premiered, so I skipped over that. And uh, then I was yeah. like, wait, That's that was the, the title. <laughs> um... Okay, and then, here's some positive ending the year. On December 22nd, Chicago serial killer John Wayne Gacy was subsequently convicted of murder. So, I don't know, that was a lot of serial killers. I am 100% sure that I must have been listening to uh, my favorite murder, which is my favorite podcast, which is about serial killers. When so I was did you just look up this the stuff at the time? No, or? I went to Wikipedia, and they have, like, all the stuff from the year, which is oh. much too much to mention. Yeah. And I took what stood out to me, which was a lot of murder. All right, so is this the last week? No, we still have two more years. How are we doing? How long How long we are in so far? 26 minutes. All right. Well, let's go fast. Okay. Oh, I like this title. In 1979, Hollow Notes have an album X, like the letter X, Static. X Static. X Static. Oh, like oh, Static. X Static. I see. I see. And then the Eagles have an album, The Long Run, which, I mean, sounds like... They just went on a long run. <laughs> you That's okay. kind of boring. I mean, that sounds a little casual, you know? Like, you were bored. Maybe it's around Christmas time. I don't know. You went on a run. Well, it could be long run, like, in the future. You got lost, so it took a long time. But you're home now, so you're writing an album. Hey, their got last it. album, wasn't it? This is the Carpenters? Nope. Oh, who is this? The Eagles. The Eagles. Oh. Well, anyway. And then Amy Grant has an album, My Father's Eyes. Okay, so this one, um, our facts got a little weird because I switched websites and I hadn't figured out the best way to find them yet. So, a quote from the year is, This is the product that will satisfy those young people who want to listen to music all day. And that was said by Akio Morita, Sony chairman, about the Sony Walkerman. Walkman. Walkerman. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the top song was My Sharona. My Sharona. Isn't that how it goes? I think so. I have no idea. I don't know. Heard heard the big movies include Kramer vs. Kramer. Oh, yeah. And Superville and the Amityville. Oh. Super- <laughs> Superman. 
Superman. Okay. All right, there you <laughs> and go. And I think this is like a different movie, you know what I mean? Like the end of a list. But it looks like it's saying top movies were Kramer versus Kramer and Superman and the Amityville Horror. <laughs> but I don't think the movie was called Superman and the Amityville no, Horror. I don't I don't Do you know what the Amityville Horror is? I don't, but I've heard Me of it. either. Uh TRS computer, four K model TRS one. computer. TRS eighty computer. Which was abbreviated. Does anybody know the nickname? The Sadie. The Trash 80, because oh, it was gosh. a terrible computer. Oh, great. Um, How much do you think it cost? Oh, under $200? Nope, 499 Oh, shoot. Uh, it's a whole bunch of info. And that was, I know it was considered a discount computer when it came out. That's why I said that. But times were a different then. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of numbers that I'm going to skip over because they're boring. The first Strawberry Shortcake doll went on sale. And the Cray supercomputer was invented by Seymour Cray. You know mm-hmm. about that? I don't know much about it. I've heard of it before. It was a supercomputer. I, yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you any more specifics than that. This is interesting. You know, I didn't exactly read all of this before. So now I'm kind of reading it for the first time, which... Really isn't the best, but here we are. The China Syndrome, a movie about a nuclear meltdown caused by a faulty sensor reading and a stuck open pressure release valve, aired 12 days before the Three Mile Island meltdown caused by a faulty sensor reading and a, reading and a stuck open pressure release valve. The same thing, basically, that the movie Yeah. Wow. So world... Oh, that's something different. <laughs> the introduction of the Sony Walkman. Um... Okay. So some iconic Do things happen in there. Next year. You had Superman yeah. come out, the Walkman, uh, all kinds of huge cultural impacts, stuff that you still think of, really you think of like late 70s, early 80s era. Yeah. Now I'm confused because I have all this information again, but it's different. But we haven't changed the year. So I'm not sure what year that was that we were just talking about. Or what this year this is that we're about to talk about. I think that was probably 78. Super- no, it's, Superman came out 77, didn't it? So Okay, then this is... 77. No, I think we're on to 78 somewhere. Anyway, then this is 79 because we're about to be at 80. Well, did I... But it I still says the top song out, was right? My Sharona. The song is the same, but then the movies are different. Anyway, somewhere around this time, the oh, movies... 70, sorry, Superman came out in 78, so it must be 78. So this about. must be 79 now. Okay, so now 79. So movies to watch include Alien, Rocky II, The Muppet Movie, Apocalypse Now. And you know what that one is? I've heard of the other ones, but I don't know what that one is. I've heard Apocalypse of it, but now. I couldn't tell you what it's about. And Star Trek, The Motion Picture, and The Life of Brian. Oh, is that that one about the little alien? No. Well, that's Paul. The Life of Brian is a Monty Python movie. Oh, gosh. What's the one about the little alien? The Paul. little alien. His name is Paul or something. They're in like this RV. Oh, Do you know today is National yeah. Sci-Fi Day? No, I did not know that. Uh, that might be called Paul, but that came out like within the last 10 years. I thought so. The most famous person in America was probably Pope John Paul II. Notable books include Flowers in the Attic. You know about that one? No. These people are stuck in an attic. I haven't read it. I haven't seen it. All I know is they're in an attic. Oh, you... I I gotta tell you, I probably got that much from the title. No. Flowers in the Attic? That yeah. sounds like a nice little grandma who's doing some gardening. What? It's, and that's better than... Oh, there are people in the attic? I don't understand. They're stuck in the attic. Oh, you didn't really convey Grandma's that. just gardening. 
going about her life. I think we should make our own book called Grandma and Her Flowers in the Attic. It's a totally and different. It's about Grandma thing. and her different flowers, and she talks to the flowers because they're her only friends. Okay, I'll just let you make that one. Okay, well, a lot of people actually talked about that movie this year because 2020, a lot of people were stuck in small spaces. Oh, really? Yeah, myself included. Um, and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh yeah, what the movie came out then? The book. The book. Yep, that was a multi-part book though. Is it just the first uh, one that's that's named Hitchhiker's so. Guide? Maybe. Minimum wage was $2.90. Wow. Different times. Um, a composition book for a 100-page cons- composition book cost 69 cents, which is interesting because I... Oh, never mind. That just makes sense. I was going to say they cost less now. Oh. But money was like worth more. Notebook. Yeah. Well, yeah, money was worth more, but they cost less now. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But it, we just must have found better ways to make them. Johnny Carson was the funny late night host. And it says, Girl Power, fully independent in 1979, St. Lucia is the only country in the world named after a woman. On March 4th, the U.S. Voyager 1 space probe photos revealed Jupiter's rings. And in June, McDonald's introduced the Happy Meal. Ooh. And the Muppet movie was released, which we already said. All right, we are finally on to the last year. We've been this one's been a little long, but here we are. So, 1980, Amy Grant released her album "Never Alone." Holland Oates released the, released their album "Voices," and the Doobie Brothers released their album "One Step Closer." I'm liking these Doobie Brother album titles. <laughs> You're digging, <laughs> yeah. One step closer. You're digging them? Wait, but were they the ones that were on a long walk, but now they're one step closer? I don't know. They were the ones Who that were on the Who was on that long line. walk? Oh, the Eagles were on a long run. Excuse me. Um, this no, one's going to be... Long run. That doesn't mean they're on a long run. It could be long run like the future. Their future plans. It was called the long, long run. run. The long run? Right? The, yeah, the long, long run. run. I'm like on as a long in, run. No, like as in... Like, I'm going to be that. running for a long time. No, like... I'm going to be making my plans in the long run, not the short run, not the short term. The long like run, right? Okay, are you going to say that one step closer could mean you're one step closer? Like, no, one I'm just saying, step. I'm just saying there's a common metaphor to the phrase the long run that you've totally ignored. And I'm just pointing out that they could be meaning the long run. Okay, well, in 1980, the top song was Lady by Kenny Rogers. Do you know that song? You like Kenny Rogers, right? Uh, not really. Doesn't he sing that one song, um, Until We Meet Again? I do not know that song. Happy trails to you until we meet again. No, that's Roy Rogers. Um, okay. (laughs) Well, I had to sing that for a show, and it didn't go well. All right, the Miracle on Ice at the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York, the U.S. men's hockey team amazed the world and themselves by beating the Soviet Union. Movies to watch include Airplane... You like that one? Mm-hmm. Coal Miner's Daughter. Don't know what that is. Flash Gordon. The Elephant Man. The Blues Brothers. The Shining, which we just watched. Oh, yeah. And The Empire Strikes Back. The most famous person in America was probably John Lennon. <laughs> uh, notable books include Cosmos and The Born Identity. Okay. The Funny Late Night Host was Johnny Carson. The funny late night host? 
Is that like the most yeah. famous funny late night host? I don't know. Host? It just says the funny late night host was Johnny Carson. There you go. There you go. So that's, that's it for true. the years. That kind of defines him. Okay. Cool. Well, um, so now we are on to places that Anita has lived. Did you see where I said? I didn't see. Where do you think we're going to talk about today? Uh, so we started with recent and have kind of worked our way back, but we did Ontario. So, so we went Cassopolis, Ontario, and then this place. So it really makes no sense. So it's not So this linear. is actually a place that she has never lived. Oh, Paris then. Nope. It's also a you place more than she has never even never lived. lived in this state. Oh my word. Uh, but it has had a big impact on her life. This place has had a big impact on her life. Ohio? No, she lived there. Um, Indiana. Elkhart, Indiana. But it's a quick short. We've just got ten interesting facts about Elkhart. Um, okay, fact number one. Amish people reject having telephones in their homes, but it's common for them to have cell phones. Mm-hmm. We knew that already. Or I know some people put it in their barn. They can't have it in their home, they can put it in their barn. Interesting, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is actually about Elkhart County. Okay. So it talks about other places. So Das Dutchman Essen Haas in Middlebury is Indiana's largest restaurant. Indiana's largest restaurant? Yep. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And cooks over 3,600 chickens per week. Mm-hmm. And they're good, too. They are good. We That's one of our favorite places to go. Alka-Seltzer was created in Elkhart. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's the birthplace of Speedy. Don't know what that is. The the gas station, I assume? That maybe sold Alka-Seltzer. Because it's on the same line. Speedy or Speedway? It says Speedy. Oh, I don't know. It sold Alka-Seltzer? Oh. Uh, they're on no the same line. It, it says Alka-Seltzer no was created in Elkhart and it's the birthpla- birthplace of Speedy. So, I don't know. Every letter in Napanee appears exactly twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The little police bunker on the corner of Lincoln and Maine in downtown Goshen was built to protect the city's banks from the likes of John Dillinger, but it was never used. Wow. There's some kind of uh, history tour you can do about that. Yeah, it, downtown Goshen is really neat. It's got some nice, neat building architecture. It's got a very homey downtown, uh, you know, turn-of-the-century America vibe. Number six, hand-dipped chocolate turtles from Olympia Candy Kitchen in Goshen were served during President George H.W. Bush's inauguration. Back in 2009, a high-speed police chase at 3 a.m. took the perpetrator and the police right through the middle of the petunia-packed quilt garden at Amish Acres in Napanee. Over 84% of the nation's RVs are made in Elkhart County. Hence the moniker RV Capital. Hmm. Plain and Fancy, the Broadway musical about Amish life and love, which I've never heard of, has been performed on the stage at Amish Acres more than 3,700 times to more than 355,000 audience members. Now, we did watch a musical, but it was called something different. Yeah, the Blue Gate Theater puts on a lot of Amish musicals. uh, That is, musicals about the Amish. But, uh, this I don't says think the Broadway the musical, but do we think it was actually on Broadway? Or is it just mean Broadway style? Because that's something that that's is a good going question. away sometimes. It's a good question. It's like some people don't really understand the meaning of it. Um, okay, here's our last fact. Colonel C.G. Kahn, whose Elkhart, Indiana company once produced most of the world's band instruments, started his instrument empire back in 1876 when he developed a process to vulcanize 
Yep, you said that right. Robert Vulcanize, mm-hmm. like Star Wars. Yep. To or Star Trek. <laughs> to vulcanize yep. rubber to metal and began manufacturing his lev- revolutionary rubber mouthpiece. Oh, and then here's one last fact that did you know that when Elkhart was founded, it wasn't called Elkhart. You know, oh, what it's really? called no. Pulaski. 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 Oh my word! We got Pulaski all over the place. Pulaski. We're Pawelskis, and everyone calls us Pulaskis. Yeah. So it was meant to be. That's something else. All right. So that, that is our history portion of the podcast. Great. So now a word from our sponsors. Here we go. Do you not believe it's not butter? Are you tired of hearing, could it be butter, when you bought the brand, could it be butter? We put random non-butter items in front of everyday people, and the results were staggering. We gave Sue a tub of cream cheese, she said. It was in a yellow tub. I couldn't believe it wasn't butter. We gave Betty a batch of batter, she said. It was edible. I thought it had to be butter. We gave Frank toast. After the first bite, I said, unbelievable, it's not butter. You ate the toaster, Frank. Wow, I totally thought it was butter. Uh, Well, we at Butter Farmers of America believe you should just try butter. It actually is butter. We gave Betty a batch of better butter. Betty? Boy, butter's better than a batch of batter. Try butter because it's better. And now it's time for the part of the show where we ask, what would it need to be? Ariel, Toblerone, Oatmeal, Chocolate, Cookies, Mama Bear. Today, what would Anita be if she were a type of dairy? Goat cheese. Strawberry milk. Ice cream. Milkshake. Ice cream. Yeah, I would say ice cream, too, with some exotic flavor. Cheesecake. Ice cream. With ice cream, too. Hello? Hello, it's Marcia. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I am good. You? Yeah, we're doing great. Thanks Good. so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So first of all, will you introduce yourself for us? Certainly. So I'm Marsha Bond, and I currently am married to David Bond. And throughout my 48 years, I have also been known as Marsha Loftos, as my maiden name, and Marsha Slofstra when I was married to Mitch Slofstra. Great. So can you give Anita an update on how you're doing and what's going on in your life? Certainly. So presently, this December 2020, I am living here in Bracebridge, Ontario. And we live in the beautiful Muskoka district. And we love that it has beautiful lakes and rocks and waterfalls and trees that surrounds us every day. And we thoroughly enjoy being here. Uh, both my husband David and I, we came up here, it was May 2016 for our internship year, and uh, so we were in the funeral director program with Humber College, and part of the second year is you are required to do an internship, and we were able to get both of our internships up here at uh, Bracebridge, and so we moved up here for that, and then they asked us to stay and uh, we were grateful for that. So we walked into a full-time job after our internship and we were licensed, fully licensed directors as of August, 2017. Um, let me think, on, the, on a happy note, this October, our oldest daughter, Caitlin, which is my stepdaughter, she got married on Thanksgiving weekend on October 10th. 
And amazingly, they were able to have 40 people present, socially distanced with masks, of course, to celebrate with them. So we are thankful that we now have a son-in-law, Jason, now added to our family. And Caitlin and Jason plan to go back to the Middle East when uh, God provides the way. But uh, currently, they're living in uh, Hamilton, Ontario. And our youngest daughter, Amanda, she was over in Australia with uh, YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And uh, she felt that she needed to come home for her sister's wedding in October. So she came back, but unfortunately, the Australian government is not allowing her to go back. So she is living here with us and we are enjoying the time together. Her and I are doing lots of baking and just getting lots of time together. So that's basically where we're at right now. That's great, congratulations. It's so interesting to me too that you and mom kind of have similar situations. Ethan just got married in October too. And then I was over in France, but then I came back for, because of COVID and everything. Right. It's interesting that you have kind of similar situations on. So why don't you- We, we do. Mom, and if you remember when you first met her. Well, I was born before her. So I was born August 9th in 1972 living in Cheapside, that little village of Cheapside, and I attended Cheapside Brethren in Christ Church. And at that time, um, my family, Keith, June, and my brother, Mark, we all lived in Cheapside on a dairy farm that was just up the road from the church. And Anita's parents, Charlie and Leon, were pastoring at Cheapside during that time period. So Anita was born six months after I was born on January 25th, 73, which I would like to add here that I am Anita's elder. Um, so we grew up together because we attended church together. So I don't specifically have a memory of when we first met because we were babies, but certainly we grew up together throughout the church ministries of nursery and Sunday school and such. So, oh, uh, has Anita inspired you in any way? Certainly. Uh, and I would like to note that I had these questions ahead of time, so it gave me a little chance to think about it. But Anita certainly has inspired me. And the most um, way I would have to say that she inspired me was in my spiritual walk. And that I can recall it was during a revival meeting. I don't remember what year and what age we were, but we were fairly young. And I remember that she went forward at a revival meeting and got saved. And I remember following that service, she was like so excited and hyped and feeling really excited for the decision she made. And so she was encouraging me, you got to do our night after revival meeting. When they do the altar call, you should go forward too. So I remember having that conversation. But as I was thinking for this interview, I was trying to remember if it was at that time frame, if I actually did it that next night or if it was another time, but I can say that it was at the altar at church when I did become a Christian, but I can't remember whether it was after the night after Anita, if it was that time frame or a little bit later, but certainly uh, I know that both Anita and I had a very sensitive uh, ear to God's voice, and so we, we wanted to be Christians and we wanted to follow God. That's so great. that's how she inspired me. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be glad to hear that. Yeah. Do you remember a time when she made you laugh? 
I do. So I can always remember when I think about Anita, I remember a very friendly and sociable extrovert. And I was painfully shy and a quiet introvert during those days. But I do have memories of us having sleepovers in which we would talk and laugh all the time. Like we were the giddy girls that were laughing about everything. And I went, I don't remember any specifics, but it just, we were in that time of our our life were, life was pretty easy and we were enjoying life and the joys and just enjoying being girls. And I remember getting up late and making Lipton noodle, chicken noodle soup in the middle of the night during those sleepovers before we would settle down. So I remember just nothing in particular, like an embarrassing that she, I can remember her making me laugh, but I just remember having lots of fun together when we were together. All right, so talk me through your time with Anita from when you first met to now. Well, that is a lot. <laughs> but uh, Anita and I began our early years, obviously, together, as I mentioned. But I do remember that there came a time after we were really good friends and things looked exciting for us girls of being friends together. And then Charlie and Leon got the call to go to another church and it happened to be the Springvale Brethren in Christ Church that invited them there as their new pastor. And I remember Anita telling me in confidence that uh, it wasn't news yet, but she wanted to tell me that they were going to be moving. So I remember that to this day, how devastating that, that news was for her and for us and that we were going to be parting, but we knew that we could still be in touch. But once you don't live in the same area, it becomes a distant relationship from a distance. And so it makes it a little bit more challenging. But I am grateful that at least that first move, Springvale, was only a hop, skip, and a jump from Cheapside. So I do remember still being able to connect with them. And I do have a, a vivid mem memory of us being in their house at Springvale. And our parents went out, I don't know, on a, just an outing. And they, we were old enough that the four of us, Anita and I and uh, Stephen and Mark, our brothers, we were left alone at house to uh, enjoy just being together and having some friendship. And I remember our parents buying craft pizza box mixes and having that ready for us. And I also remember that Leon had cooked up some ground Hamburg to put on the top of our pizza, which wasn't a topping that we used at the Lofthouse household. So I remember that vividly that we made craft pizza together with ground Hamburg cooked on it. And uh, that is a memory that I do have. So we did connect when they were at Springvale. And as a side note, I do remember just a couple of months ago, it's been years since I had that craft pizza, but I saw it in the grocery store and I, I will honestly admit that I reminisced a little bit about those memories and uh, I bought one just to see if they tasted the same. And they do, it tastes oh. exactly the same way. <laughs> so they haven't changed the recipe at all. But after Springville, I, I know, I'm pretty sure that they went to Fordwich Brethren in Christ congregation after that and that became a little bit harder to get together and of course when you live apart you're you don't have the same similar interactions with one another so I know that we were probably by then 
uh, finishing completing our high school and working towards post-secondary adventures. So we were kind of older by that point, but we were pursuing different things. And so I do remember though, going for a visit up to Fordwich and it was around my birthday. So I, I vividly remember them making me a birthday cake and uh, just spending some time together. So it wasn't as often that we got together, but we did stay in touch when they were in Fordwich. And I do remember, I'm pretty sure it was around that time frame when her dad, Charlie, bought a small, cute little green convertible car. And I remember Anita and I sitting back and dreaming. We really liked that car and we were dreaming of the fact that when we got older and could move out on our own, that definitely we were gonna be uh, kind of sharing some type of an apartment or a place to live. And that we were, we saw each other in each other's lives and at that point and even just dreaming about that we would get a car very similar to that that we really liked that car and we thought that would be the coolest car to kind of have as our own and so i i do remember that dream i don't know whether anita will but i remember that dreaming about that but certainly our dreams and plans didn't match up with what god had in plan for us so that that dream didn't come to to be but i do remember that 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 green car was used in their wedding and I remember being in that for the for the wedding day um so after Anita got married and moved to Ohio that's when our connection on a regular basis started to get harder yet I remember visiting Anita and Paul and coming and spending a bit of time with them when they lived in Ohio and I'm pretty sure at that point Ethan was born but I don't think Joel I don't think you were born yet and I remember her eagerness to be a good wife and a mother and pastor's wife and feeling very overwhelmed at that point, wondering how she was going to be able to keep a house clean and meals cooked and run a household and still be true to her values and be what I would characterize as a Proverbs 31 woman. And uh, she was eager to be the best that she could be. I, I remember that vividly. And I believe she amazed herself with, with God's help and a supportive husband and church family and friends, how that all worked out for her. Um, at that point, I was an elementary school teacher and found myself busy with many oh, work re uh, related responsibilities. And so she was being a young mom and a young wife and her life was busy. And my life was busy with being a, a teacher but uh, after 2004, that's when things got a little bit uh, dicier in my life because both my parents were diagnosed with cancer in 2004. And so they had meetings, uh, medical appointments and such that they went to. And so I started taking time off work to help them and support them. Um, and then later on, uh, when I was married to Mitch in uh, 2005, I was an instant stepmother of three loving children and, and they were all under the age of 12. So we were both in that time frame of being wives and mothers and just trying to keep things afloat in our own lives. So we didn't get together and connect during that time frame as much. But then in 2008, when Mitch was diagnosed with cancer and then died in October, 2009, eventually in June and then later in 2012 my dad died so there was a number of years i stepped out of my teaching career and supported my loved ones and so at that point 
I lost my passion for teaching and I was just lost in what I wanted to do. I didn't know what to do, how to move forward after Mitch died. But with God's help and lots of people in my life, it, it turned around for me. And although it was in 2011, God brought David into my life and I became a stepmother of two great young ladies. So from that point to now presently, we occasionally connect, but our lives certainly have kept us busy and distance has made it harder to stay connected. So what's a good memory that you have of mom? Uh, I remember Anita, as I mentioned earlier, as a friendly, sociable extrovert that seemed to make friends so easily. And I admired that personality trait about your mom. And, and I know that she continues to demonstrate that too, to this day, that she just loves being around people and, and uh, hanging out and getting to know people. But certainly growing up, I have often wished I could have that same ability as your mom had. And I would have to say that over the years, I have worked very hard to be more like your mom and have that freedom to be warm and welcoming and encouraging to people that I meet. So I would have to say that Anita, you inspired me to, to be more like you in the fact of being more sociable, friendly, and to not use shyness and quiet uh, to reach out to people and to be more like Anita. If you could relive a time with Anita, what would you relive? If I could, I think I wish I could, we could live closer and have more fun times together in which we could talk and laugh and enjoy life together. Distance in life gets in the way. And I know that Anita and I will be girlfriends to the end and that distance gets in the way at times. But if I had to relive things, it would just to be spend more time together. Is there anything else you'd like to share about Anita? Sure. Um, certainly by preparing for this interview, I was reminiscing a lot. So there are some random memories that still stick in my mind and that I'd like to, to share. And one memory that comes into mind when we were still both together in the Cheapside area when they were living, I'm pretty sure it was over by Peacock Point, their neighbor had a, a pond, an ice pond that uh, we were welcome to skate on. So I remember going over there and skating and our feet getting cold. I remember my toes being so cold, but we enjoyed doing things together and hanging out. And so ice skating comes to mind. And when they lived there at that Peacock Point area, I remember that house, I would, in my memory, it was a yellow sided house, if I'm not mistaken. But I remember Anita wanting me to stay for a sleepover at her house, but, as I say, I was an introvert and I was shy and I was someone who wanted to stay close to home. And so I know that I disappointed Anita in that she would come and stay at my house, but I wouldn't do the same, that I, I just was homesick if I stayed anywhere else. So I am sorry for that. And kind of around that same kind of an idea, I also remember camp meeting at NCC every August for a week, our Brethren in Christ congregations would gather at NCC campus and have special speakers who would preach um, throughout the morning, afternoon, and evenings. And I know that Anita and her family would stay there for the entire week and camp there. And since dad was a farmer, we couldn't commit to, to, to doing that and staying there, but we would make it a priority to get there a couple of times. 
And one year in particular, I remember your mom, Anita, trying to convince me to stay with her and participate in the youth program. And I really wanted to, and yet my shyness and the need to be close to home won over. And so Anita had such a need to be around people in which the more was better for her, but that made me feel uncomfortable and insecure. And in those situations, looking back, it was my introvertness that held me back. And so I'm sorry that I disappointed Anita in that fact. But I do remember on a positive note that um, I was involved in your mom's wedding, Anita and Paul's wedding. And I remember being a part of the wedding party and that it was a happy day and a fun time to be together. And uh, I loved being present on that special day. And as a side memory, I can recall Anita sharing with me that there are some differences between the Canadian Americans when they start talking about wedding traditions. And in particular, I remember she shared a conversation that they had had about what to have as a cake favor for a table favor for their guests. And I remember that she mentioned to your dad, Paul, about fruitcake as an option, because here in Canada, at that point, a fruitcake was often used as a, a table favor. And she shared that. And I remember her saying something to the effect that Paul's quizzical response was fruitcake. That is something you use to describe someone. It isn't a table favor. And so that's a kind of a, a funny memory that sticks in my, my memory of uh, learning about the differences even between Canada and USA. I also recall Paul and Anita uh, being married that year on Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. And I must admit that this year when my stepdaughter Caitlin got married this Thanksgiving weekend, that I reminisced of Anita's wedding and a number of years ago being present for that wonderful Christian wedding and uh, just had heartwarming memories that I will treasure. I also remember Anita being present when I got married to Mitch Lofstra in August 2005. And at that age of 33, I never thought I was going to get married at that point. I had given up hope that I would find a husband. So I was grateful that Anita was in my wedding party and was a part of that celebration with me. And that was such a happy day with family and friends. And we had no idea that things would move in such heartbreaking weeks ahead when mom's health began to quickly de decline and she died on December 11th, 2005, just three and a half months after I got married. And I do have a memory of Anita calling me and being a support to me from a distance during that time frame. And those being the dark, darkest grief filled days that I've ever experienced. In fact, there are a few months in which I lost my memory of what occurred during early days of the year 2006. But I'm grateful for the people I had, such as your mom in my life during those difficult days. And in fact, this past week marked 15 years ago that that was when mom passed away. And I've had some tears this week remembering that three years ago, my only sibling died on December 9th in 2017. So Christmas is a time that we focus on being with our loved ones, but there are certainly times that are not, there are times where people are not with us anymore. And it changes the atmosphere of celebrating. Although I am, I am so very grateful that God allowed me to find love again in the second time around. And indeed, I have David and Caitlin now and Jason and Amanda home with us this Christmas. So I'm treasuring that. And that's a gift that I'm going to uh, treasure. Um, and if I can, just on the end, I would like to make a personal note specifically to Anita 
Um, and just, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and trust this will be a trip down memory lane as it has been for me of reliving memories of our childhood. And I just wish you the best and pray that you will feel God's leading and blessing on you, Paul, and you and Ethan and Joel in 2021. And I'd like to say that I love you and I miss you. Thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. The Anita Powelski podcast is brought to you in part by the following sponsor. Honey, I just got back from the thrift store. Okay, let me help you with your bags. Where can I put these? Oh, put them over here. I'll move the crib. Okay. Oh, what's this? Ugh. It says here there's a new thrift store in town. One where you can donate the things you just bought. I'm about to donate these if you don't let me put them down. It's called Tomorrow, Today, and Yesterday. Want the fun of shopping without the pain of bringing it home? Try our new service where you can donate the thing you just bought. Well, I know where I'm shopping tomorrow. Oh, finally. Honey, grab those clothes. We gotta go to Tomorrow, Today, and Yesterday. What? Tomorrow, today, and yesterday, where your clothes can find a home so they don't have to go to yours. Honey, isn't that the coat you were wearing when we came in? It's on sale! And now it's time for your favorite game show, I Got a Question, Anita Answer, with your host, Joel Powelski. Hello, I am Joel Powelski, and this is I Got a Question, Anita Answer. And I'm here with my competitors... Paul Pawalski. Shiloh Pawalski. Ethan Pawalski. All right, competitors, are you ready? Sure. As much as we're going to be. Our first set of... So this episode's questions come from 1977 to 1980. The first question from 1977, put the following numbers in order for the value of one ounce of gold. Excuse me. So we have the numbers 6, 0, 1, 1. So you're saying an ounce of gold is worth some number, we can rearrange them to get the right number. Yes. There's no decimals, it's just... There is, yes. There's there a, decimal a decimal somewhere. Six, zero, one, one. The person with the most number of answers in the correct spot wins. Oh my. The point. Um, so it is like, there's a certain number of cents. So two decimals of cents, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One decimal with two cents. <laughs> All right. This is for an ounce of gold. For one ounce of gold I, in 1977. So all the all the numbers are in. Yeah. The answer. yeah. But there's a decimal. There's just one decimal, right? So that could very well be yeah. an answer. But that's not all the numbers. Sorry, it's six zero one one one. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my <laughs> there are three ones. <laughs> Six zero one one one. Oh my word! That makes not much sense. Okay. No looking at her answers, Ethan. All right, Ethan, what's your answer? Is Dad still writing? Yeah, nope. I'm still writing. <laughs> okay. This is not good. Ethan, what's your answer? One hundred sixty-one dollars and ten cents. Shiloh. One hundred six dollars and eleven cents. 
Dad? $116.10. The correct answer is $161.10. Oh, oh, oh I he's been did working that. on my shop because he knows his gold. Yep. Question number two. What was the U.S. population in 1977? Person with the closest answer gets the point. What was the U.S. population in 1977? <laughs> Shiloh? 200 million people. Paul? 243 million people. Ethan? I said 80 million people. I think Shiloh gets the point. Woo! It's right in between, though. It's oh. 220 million people. Well, maybe Paul's closer. No, but you're closer. Shiloh is oh. yep. just a little closer. That's Shiloh. All right. Question number three. Which of the following movies does not belong in the year 1977? Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Smokey and the Bandit. Mom is home. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> The Black Stallion or Saturday Night Fever? Which of the following movies does not belong in the year 1977? Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, Smokey and the Bandit, The Black Stallion, Saturday Night Fever. Go away, please! <laughs> you guys! Oh my god! It's all for her. Okay, let's just answer this up. question and then finish it later. Black Stallion. Yeah, that's what um, I uh, uh, Star Wars 4. Oh. The correct no, answer is Black Stallion. Ooh. Shiloh and Ethan get a point. Okay, no, so no, just, no, she's my she's name is not, not Ethan. Charlie, Shiloh and Dad. Charlie gets a point. <laughs> I have Charlie and <laughs> Dad on here. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. Alright, we'll come back. Everybody get Mama. We'll, so we'll 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 Hello, I'm Joel Flusky. We were interrupted there by Anita's return home. So it's been a few days and we are going to. Go ahead and give it another go. So we're going to start with question four. As it stands right now, I believe Shiloh has two points and Ethan and Dad have one. Yay. So here we go. Question number four. Who won the Super Bowl championship of 1977? A, the Oakland Raiders. B, the Dallas Cowboys. C, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or D, the Miami Dolphins. Who won the Super Bowl championship of 1977? A, the Oakland Raiders, B, the Dallas Cowboys, C, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or D, the Miami Dolphins? Uh, Shiloh, what's your answer? Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Ethan? I said the Steelers. Paul? I said the Dallas Cowboys also. It was A, the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Oh, bummer. Question number five. James Cameron decided to quit his job and join the film industry after watching Star Wars in 1977. What job did he quit? A. McDonald's cook. B. Truck driver. C. Waiter. Or D. Mechanic. James Cameron decided to quit his job and join the film industry after watching Star Wars in 1977. What job did he quit? A. McDonald's cook. B. Truck driver. C. Waiter. Or D. Mechanic. Ethan, what's your answer? Mechanic. Paul? I said mechanic also. Gilo? McDonald's. Truck driver. Oh, I almost said that one. All right, question number six. What was the minimum wage in 1978? Closest answer gets the point. Mm. What was the minimum wage in 1978? 1978. Paul? 258. Shiloh? 550. Ethan? I said 450. 265. Ooh, oh, that's good job. Close. All right, so let's give 
here. All right. Question number seven. In 1978, Washington beat Michigan in which bowl? The Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, or the Orange Bowl? In 1978, Washington beat Michigan in which bowl? The Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, or the Orange Bowl? Shiloh? Orange Bowl. Ethan? I also said Orange Bowl. Paul? I said A. Is that Orange? A with Rose. With rose. Oh, yay. Paul is making a comeback, and that's just not right. <laughs> He's won all the other ones, hasn't he? No, no. Oh. Okay. Gloria Gaynor, Gaynor won the Grammy for Best Disco Recording Awards in 1980. Then the category was discontinued. What year did the Grammy Awards start? Gloria Gaynor won the Grammy for Best Disco Recording Awards in 1980. Then the category was discontinued. What year did the Grammy Awards start? Ethan? 1945? about nine? Nine? Uh, that was number nine. Well, no, eight. no, no. Oh, sorry, okay. Here's question number eight. <laughs> okay, wait. What? That was question number eight. Okay, here's That's question true. number nine, but it's really question number eight. Oh. In 1979, Mary Therese Friel won the Miss USA pageant. What oh. state was she from? Ohio, oh. California, Texas, or New York? Mm. In 1979, Mary... Therese Friel won the Miss USA pageant. What state was she from? Ohio, California, Texas, or New York? Paul? Ohio. Shiloh? Texas. Ethan? California. New York. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word. <laughs> All right. Over here, skip before I gain All right. Question number 10. Which of this episode's years was the peak of vinyl sales? This episode's years are 1977 to 1980. Which of this episode's years was the peak of vinyl sales? 77, 78, 79, or 80? I don't remember if I had to go first last time. Did you go first last time? Ethan, what's your answer? 1978. Paul? 79. Shiloh? 78. 78? Oh. Alright, Shiloh, I should have warned you about this, but we have a new way. Right now we're tied three points. And we have a new way that we do our all or nothing round. So what happens is we have one minute to write down as many answers as you can. Oh, but we did that last. Is that the same way we did it? Isn't it? We only gave 10. You might have heard us. Oh, it's pretty much the same That's thing. right. <laughs> but whoever gets the most, and whoever gets the one, the most points, everyone gets as many points as they can write down. Oh, okay. All right, are we all ready? Does that have to be organized? So. I don't know. No. What? I said, does it have to be organized, but I realize that it doesn't matter. So. All right, is everyone ready? Yeah. Do you have one minute to write down 
as many words as you can that rhyme with Anita. Go. One minute to write as many words as you can that rhyme with Anita. The first one didn't used to be a word, but it is now. Benita, and then Juanita, and then Lapita. Those are all, those, you didn't say what language they had yeah, to be in. Yeah, true. Are those words? Spanish words. What do they mean? It's their names. Their names? Yeah. We'll get back to that. We'll see. That's three. That's good. That's I think three. that's good because most of mine are names as well. <laughs> oh, my word. Mine, I don't think even, yeah, Benita. You have oh, yeah. <laughs> Latina doesn't work, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that works. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, sangria and Anita, does that work? Oh, yeah, that I think works. that's good. And then Purina, which is a oh, kind of cat food. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good. Ethan? I said Bonita. Yeah. <laughs> Rashida. <laughs> and then I said Toledo, like Toledo, Ohio. Toledo? Yeah, Toledo. That's the way some people have to say it. In South, well, in, I can say lots of different things different ways. No, I, in Ohio, that's the Ohio accent, though. So is that Times our win- winner? I, I think so. Except them. How many but other words are cheetah? Oh, no! My word. Britta. Uh, so I'm trying to Britta. pull the list, Like a Britta filter? Oh, no. I had a list earlier, but anyway. So, yeah, thanks for joining us this Woo! time. Woo! Woo! Answer. Yay.